You're listening to the One Church GR podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Our church service meets at 11:15 a.m. at 8175 Broadmoor Avenue, Caledonia, Michigan. Now, enjoy the message. We are starting a series this week called We Are One Church and basically talking about who we are, what we are as one church. Um, But I'm sure most of you are aware that school started, right? We have students in here. Raise your hand. Yeah. High school, elementary, whatever. We have students and uh, the teachers and the students were sad that summer was over. Parents were glad summer was over. Time to go. But in a lot of ways, this feels like the first day of school. You know, what am I going to wear? What am I going to say? You know, what's going to happen? You feel a little bit nervous. And in honor of first day of school, I brought my trapper keeper. <laughs> and I remember in school, like, if you didn't have a trapper keeper, you weren't cool, right? And the teacher would be like, all right, let's get started. And you hear that. Oh, like, everybody, like, oh, man, something cool about to happen. You know, and they're all different styles. So I brought my trapper keeper. I don't even know why I did that. Um, <laughs> But it, 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 it feels like a first day of school. And um, I got to say that my kids are homeschooled, okay? So we don't start school until the first harvest. And uh, once that's done, then we're done, done about early March. Uh, but I, I was talking to a, a homeschooler one time, and I said, hey, what, what uh, grade are you in? And he goes, oh, I don't know, ninth or tenth. I said, ninth or tenth? And then I was talking to my daughter, what grade are you in? I don't, I don't know, I'm in seventh, but I want to be in eighth. What? What's going on? And I said to this kid, I was like, so you're 9th or 10th? And I said, well, how old are you? 11. I was like, what? <laughs> what is going on in the homeschool? Like, whatever. But it, it is what it is. Um, but I'm sure you can relate. I'm sure most of you remember that feeling of the first day of school. The excitement, a little bit nerve-wracking. Um, you know, in my case, I was like, maybe this would be the year I'm popular. Never happened. Ever. Ever. <laughs> but the journey... It's exciting, and uh, this, this, this journey that we've been on with planning a church is exciting, but it's also been very difficult at times, and I got to tell you, this season, so about two years ago, I'll just give you a quick synopsis of this, how we came here today. Two years ago, I felt like God saying, go plant a church. I didn't want to. It was not part of my plan. God kept saying it. God kept saying it. I said, finally, okay, let's do it. But I got to tell you, I thought at the beginning it would be easy. There wouldn't be any difficulties or any hardships, but that's not true. But what I've come to learn is, and I heard this quote, is that God will never, never reveal his time or his plan, but he will always reveal himself. And that's something I've held on to as we've gone through this, is God has revealed himself over and over to me. So as we first started this journey of, of planning a church, one church, a few, a few weeks into it in June, we got, a, we got news that my wife of 22 years who was up here, Melissa, had stage three cancer. And you think to yourself, okay, God, you called me to do this. You've, you've, you said this is what you want me to do, and why this? Why now? So you can imagine that 
There was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of doubt. Just like that, our world changed in a second. And this was not part of our plan. This was not part of our plan. So I had lots of, lots of questions, lots of doubts. And I had to come to a place where Melissa and I had to decide, were we going to delay? Were we going to do something different? Now that our life has changed, now that we're dealing with this, what, what do we do? And I can remember the day I was sitting and I was, I was at my desk and I heard God's voice and I, I heard the Holy Spirit say, do you believe who you say I am? Do you believe all the things that you've said I am for these last 25 years of ministry? Do you believe it? And honestly, my first reaction was, I don't know anymore. I don't know if I believe all the things I've said you are. Because we're dealing with this. We're in this spot. This was not the plan. And a couple days went by. And again, in 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 a time of prayer, I just broke down. I said, God, I do believe it. I believe that you are faithful, that your plan is bigger than mine, that your agenda is bigger than mine. I believe it, God. So what do you want me to do? He said, I want you to go and do what I've called you to do. Go, do what I have equipped you to do. So we agreed we weren't going to stop. We're going to continue, and we did. And started this whole journey of one church. So here we are. And what I want to do today is kind of give you an introduction to this series of We Are One Church. And you may have seen this on some of our marketing or whatever on their website where it says one church, but it also says one God, one truth, one mission. And these three areas, I would say, are our focuses. They are our drivers. They are our our values. So in the next three weeks after this, we're going to be talking about those three areas. One God, one truth, and one mission. So next week, we're going to talk about one God. And can I just say, in that whole journey of starting one church, how we got to this building is a God thing. Can we thank Brightside for just like opening this up for us? We, I know some of you, you went to the Dutton School this morning and you found out that's not where we're meeting. And uh, yeah, so through a series of, of God's timing and God's plan, it is incredible. Um, Brightside said, hey, come on, use our building, we'll share it. Um, that is a kingdom-minded church, people. That is a kingdom-driven church. It's awesome. It's awesome. And I think for me, again, it's coming back to God's plan, God's timing, not mine. But as we start this series and we, we dive into these three areas of one God, one truth, one mission, we want to talk about what they mean in one God. So next week, one God, really about being in a relationship with God. What does it look like? And I'm not talking about just a, a Sunday morning tradition or a casual prayer at mealtime. But what does it mean to really go deep with our relationship with God? 
Who is God to us? Who is our Heavenly Father? Diving into the fact that He loves us no matter what. He loves us no matter our background, our past, our sin. And this is what it says in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7, and I love this. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And I love that because that means fully surrendered. All of your heart, all of your soul, all of your strength, fully surrendered to God. And what does that mean? So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it next week. And I love this too in Psalm 119 as we, as we kind of process what it means to love God with all of our hearts. It says, Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole, their whole heart. And I know what, it's hard sometimes. And as we talk about it next week, I think a lot of times when we talk about loving the one true God, we have to fight against all the little gods in our life. We have to come against those little gods in our life. And you may be sitting here today, someone invited you, maybe you're walking by, you saw some cards, you're like, hey, I want to stop, what's going on there? And you're like, I don't know what this God thing's all about. I don't know if I believe in God. I don't know if I believe in his love. I say, that's great. Come back next week. Let's talk about it. Because I believe God is real. I believe God loves you right where you're at. Then week three, we're going to talk about one truth. And again, this is a, a value, a driver for us. That seeking God in relationship is important, but also knowing the truth of God is important. The truth through scripture, the truth through prayer. Letting scripture have authority in our lives. Letting scripture tell us of his deep love for us. Because scripture says this, and you all know this, John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, and I believe that. Anybody else believe that? Amen. Amen. God so loved the world. And I want you to know, and I've said this before in some of our launch stuff, I love that verse not because it's the most popular, not because everybody knows it, because I love that one statement that God loves the world, not the righteous, not the people that go to church every Sunday, not the people that pray every day, not the people that dive into Scripture every day, but he loves the world, and he gave his one and only son, but to have the authority of Scripture in our life is what we're, we're trying to focus on. And I love this in, in John 1, 1 through 5. And it says this, in the beginning was the Word. And many of you know this. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him. Nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. 
This is a core value for us at, at one church. This is a core value. We believe in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God because the Bible tells us so. And if we, if we say, hey, I love Jesus, I believe in God. I believe that he died for my sins. I believe that he loves me right where I'm at. Yeah, I love that. But I'm here to tell you that if you believe that, it's because the Bible told you that. Okay? And we need to have that authority in our life. And then week four, we're going to talk about one mission. And this is really our, our passion as one church because we put it in the name Reaching the world for Jesus. Reaching the world for Jesus and telling the world of his love and his grace and his mercy. To make disciples. To make disciples. To see people baptized. This is what it says in Matthew 28, 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what we want to do. We want to be passionate about reaching the lost. We want to be passionate about loving the searching and the hurting and the broken. This is what I've come to know in 25 years of ministry, and I've worked for a couple churches, and uh, I came from a church 20 years, Thornapple Valley Church. Some of you are from there, and you, you know that church, and I love that church. And I just got to tell you, TVC, sent us. TVC, I went to them, I said, this is what I want to do. They're like, okay, that sounds great. We're going to support you. So we love Thornapple Valley Church. But here's the thing when it comes to church. I think all too often our metrics for success are butts and seats. Our metric for success is how many people showed up to what event that we put on. And here's what my passion is. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. There are a lot of people here today. It's awesome. But I'm here for life change. I'm here for heart change. I want to judge success by how many people say yes to Jesus. I want to judge success by how many people get baptized in Jesus' name. That is my passion. Let the attendance be the byproduct, not the product. So we're going to dive in. We're going to talk about this mission of loving people, of building relationship with people that are lost far from God. Here's what I say that uh, one church is. People come up, what, what's one church? I say we're evangelism-focused and relationship-driven. We're evangelism-focused and relationship-driven, meaning we want to we want to be the light in the darkness. We want, to, we want to build God's kingdom, not our kingdom. But we also want to be in relationship with our Heavenly Father. And we want to be in relationship with those who are far from God. So we're evangelism-focused and relationship-driven. Passionate about seeing people come into a life-changing relationship with their Savior. We want to see addictions washed away 
We want to see strongholds washed away. We want to see healing of relationships and marriages. We want to see people baptized saying, I'm all in. We want to see the broken restored in Jesus' name. We want to love the messy people. Because you know what? You and me are messy. And God loves us right where we're at. I see a lot of people here today that I know. Some of you I don't know. But what I see when I look at all of you are stories. I see stories of God moving in your life, of God doing incredible things that maybe haven't even been told yet. I see the story of Jesus' love when I look out. So my challenge is, who can you invite to church? I'm not talking about your grandma that's been at this church for 25 years and she loves it. I'm talking about who can you invite to church that is far from God? Because I'm going to tell you at one church, you bring them here, we're going to love them. We're going to accept them right where they're at in their mess. Who can you invite? And maybe, maybe that's you today. Maybe that's you today. Where you came in through those doors, where you came here on this Sunday morning, and you're the one that's searching. You're the one that is trying to figure this all out. You're the one that's fighting the addiction, that's having marriage problems, that, that, that seems to, to, to mess everything up. You're the one that you feel like you're unlovable. I'm here to say Jesus loves you right where you're at. Jesus loves you in your mess. Jesus loves you in your addictions. Jesus loves you in your messed up marriage. And he wants to restore it. He wants to redeem it. So maybe that's you today. And I have a question for you. Will you say yes? Will you say yes to a relationship with your Savior? Will you believe that God sent his one and only son, Jesus, for you? Will you say yes? Will you say yes to a new chapter in your life? He is running after you. Each and every one of us, he is running, he is pursuing you. So I'm here to tell you, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, let that wall break down today. Let it crumble to the ground and let his love and his grace fill your heart. Thank you for listening to the One Church GR podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at One Church GR or find us on the web at onechurch.one. Also, our service time is 11.15 a.m. at 8175 Broadmoor Avenue, Caledonia, Michigan. Thanks again for listening.